Hi, I'm Stuart Huff. At night, I'm a stand-up comedian, but during the day, I spend my time roaming through junk shops that hopefully smell like mildew. I'm not looking for antiques. No, I'm looking for items that spark my curiosity. And if they're the right price, then they come home with me. This podcast is accurately named Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. All right, welcome to another episode of Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. That's, <laughs> yay. I'm batting, not bad, it's like probably 220. That's bad. <laughs> Is it bad, 220? That's bad. Yes, that's But I'm not, a good fielder. No, yeah, well. I'm a good fielder. <laughs> still, you're an eight hitter. Gotta get you a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I'm a solid short that bats eight. You can maybe play some backup catcher if you can frame a pitch. <laughs> but yeah, right. you're doing good. We have uh, on this episode. I'm uh, excited. I can't think of two better people to have for this particular thing we're going to talk about because there's a little balance here that we're going to try to strike. What do you mean? I, I'll tell you what I mean. Well, I'll tell you what I mean without giving anything away. I, I am. There's a few things that I have. You know what I mean? That I'm kind of obsessed with. That I realize are weird. Just, but not just your typical weird. Like, why? Why would you buy? You know, a baby coffin. You know what I mean? Like, that's just okay. You know, and I get that. Do you have a baby coffin? Okay, but this, but this thing, <laughs> this thing we're gonna talk about. Um, it, it, it's hopeful to me. It's I love this particular item and items. You know, it's I put them on the wall and. But I also am aware that there's a connection, emotion. Some some human beings have a lot of pain connected to this uh, area. You know that we're going to talk about these events, are, like hair art. Sort of had some of that, right? It was yes. like it was there was like a yeah. beauty and then a like a sadness of like oh no, that's terrible. The realization you know? of why there was yeah. hair art. Yes, I mean it, there is definitely sadness to hair art. You know. I mean, you are, but there's also love in hair right. art, right. you know? I don't want to forget this person, and I want a daily reminder, you know what I mean? And that's very, along the, I, this, I'm glad you, you said that, Tom, because we're in the same area with this, with these, uh, you know, pieces of junk we're going to talk about today. Uh, it's along the same area. I see the sadness, yes, all over it, you know, and there, you know, there are plenty of people walking around that have been through these events okay but uh it's hopeful to me it's loving to me it's in a constant daily reminder all right is that enough of a tease yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm very my, my curiosity is peaked and now you're in you're you know you're probably gonna start slamming me because it's not as good as it should <laughs> yeah be. one episode i was like <laughs> i was like you have too many pictures this year i like the cool stuff but then but because i picture you having just like stacks of like shit like framed things in corners but you're saying when you just said the stuff you is on your wall it's like oh yeah, yeah like like here and there or just like like almost like wallpaper of cool crap that there's a story behind every one of them my uh, uh okay let me let me try to picture it in my mind and describe it to you there's we uh, the house i'm in right now uh there's like a converted garage okay it used to be a garage and they you know they walled it in air conditioned heat and all that stuff right so that's my main junk room Okay. 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 So on on the f you walk in on the wall to the left, there is a panoramic photograph that actually I have with me. We're going to talk about it. It's above the door. Okay. And then there's a 
back half of a possum <laughs> next to it. A possum's ass is sticking out of the wall with its feet hanging. Right. And then there is a an old. You remember the well? Remember none of us remember, but the one of the first recorded devices ever was uh, a music box, and you could crank that thing up, and it had a steel plate with just little notches cut in it, and the notches would make the music. So is there notches? They're not, and a little spring would pop in, and if a spring popped into the notch, it would make a ding. So you could play Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer with, by putting notches in a metal okay. disc. I have one of those hanging up of a, a murder mountain uh, ballad from Appalachia. You nice. know, I Next think we did a thing with a big metal. Was it a metal like record thing that we did, or was? That, I, don't I guess we did an episode last last time. Yeah, one, I don't anyway. remember. Uh, so let's see what else have I got on that wall, and then you. So my point is this: I don't think I remember it all, but for I here's the way I like to to do pictures and and wall hanging junk is I like to go from ceiling to floor, you know I I've been laying on my side nailing a nail into the bottom of a baseboard trying to get a picture. Okay, I like to cover the wall, right? You know? With like and every frame is a different story or a different or do you have stuff oh, yeah. all like do you have like all your comedy stuff lumped together in one area and no. then there's like a sections where you'd walk now around? i don't but my favorite because you know i you know I'm, I'm married now very happily but you know i would date different people and you know you'd break up and have to move or whatever right. so my favorite incarnation of of that was i was dating this girl and we lived in a beautiful house and it had you walked into the kitchen is the entrance and then there was a room and then you go through that room and there's a living room. Okay. So basically two rooms back to back, you know what I'm saying? And then right. you go upstairs. So I had this idea. The first room you walked into was disaster. Everything that I have that has anything to do with disaster, there'd be buildings on fire and horrible <laughs> plane crashes. Really? And, yeah. Pictures and, of past relationships. Sure. Yeah. And I, at the, at the time her picture wasn't in that room. Right? It was in the hope for it. <laughs> but I had to move that <laughs> right before we broke up. Um, you know, and yeah, bombs dropping from planes, you know, it, so that room was full of horrible human behavior. Right. You know, and then you would walk through that room and you would get to hopeful human behavior. This is so fascinating. And I me. would have people, you know, trying to fly and all these beautiful human things and, you know, just anything that was, that reminded me of how good humans are and how wonderful we can be was in that second room. And I, I know you're going to make, no, I love people that. are going to make fun of me, but here's what I liked about it. You could walk in and you have to go through the disaster, but you could get through it and you could make it to the, the happy. You know, I like that. This is a pretty good description of how you view the world and how your brain works. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not bad, that Lowell. That uh, that's a pretty good psychological analysis, self-analysis. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, I, that's, yeah, that's fascinating and, and thoughtful beyond, like, it's just, it's, it's, are you? Are there, uh, do you? No. Do you like this? I mean, I know you're not a junk guy, right? So you wouldn't do this. But if you walked into that house, would you? Would you feel like this I would is think stupid? This is the what coolest house time? ever? What are you? You, you know, would be, you would be interested in that. Yeah, I'd be interested. I'm now. I'm coming around to like now. I now I understand why you want to go talk to the bell lady. You know what I mean? Because you're the bell lady. There's yeah. like, like you walk in your house and it's like your son must just have this glorious. Like he walks around like, and, oh, he's and named then every, everything. And then everything's a story, and you, 
know the history of every picture and everything. And like, you're like, so I looked this up and you're not going to believe what the oddball society did. They were, they, they killed, <laughs> they killed some science, Jared Kushner scientist, whatever. I don't know. You're just, you know, like, and then, you, and, and it's, it's just fascinating to me. And so like, did you, did it start to work out that way where you're like, Oh, this is sort of hope and tragedy. And then you added to it, or do you have a plan? Like, and then you're like, "All right, take it all down. We got a whole new theme." Oh, I've this done year's that. Your show is. I've had that fun. Tragedy and hope. I love. If I have a new idea, and you know, all my stuff is on my wall, and it's all the way I want it, and then all of a sudden I come up with a new idea, I get ex- oh, I get to move it. I get excited, <laughs> and I take it all down and put it all. Especially when I was single, you know, right by myself, I can do whatever I want. You know what I'm saying? I used to do that with rooms in my apartment or my bedroom. I would just like one day I'd just be like, all right, I'm moving the bed over here, and just it was like you tear yeah. it all apart and make a new thing, and then you'd live that way for a while. Yes, I that love was, that idea. I used to be a free range lol. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but, but that is all all changed. <laughs> Free range law. My my wife when we were dating came into my home and declared it early American Museum and so that has been altered. So, so you, you get this. You, you, you get, get it. The gilded frames, the Baroque art, ah. the Renaissance art has all been banished to my work office where people come in and go, What the fuck? So that, she's that guy's crazy. Your wonderful intelligent wife who I've met many times. Oh, yeah. She who has taste unlike me. Well, I would has argue. first our home in a way. Yeah, you would. She's different taste. Yeah. If she's banishing the good stuff to your <laughs> office. <laughs> well, I, I would make the same claim, but not in a place where she could hear it. So we're editing this, right? Well, we are, we're going to have to edit this because I forgot to introduce you. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. <laughs> I didn't introduce the guest, so let me start right here, and we'll, we'll clip it and move it to the front. Okay. Or the listener can guess. If they've listened before, they probably yeah. know. My, uh, I think I started to. I said I could, These are the two people I wanted in this room to discuss this. Because I started to, yeah. Right. So with me today are my good friend Lowell, who, if you've listened to the podcast, then he's the breakout star. The first ah, really is Tom. Tom Simmons is with me, and he's clapping his hand. The first episode we did, first episode we released, right? I got more texts saying, who is Lowell? How can I meet Lowell? Right. Did, did you get this? People were like, who is? I did not get that. You I didn't would, get that? No, no, they, no, no. They were, they were <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really, I don't know. I haven't, I, I didn't really push it yet. Like I'm saying, we know oh, this yeah, because I want there yeah, to be yeah. like, I think people can binge on it instead well, of like, oh, wait, I got to wait for another Tom's one. Then they don't care there's five or six out. So we are 10 or whatever. Well, Tom gets his people on his Facebook post complaining about who the hell is this Lowell and why does he write Three pages on Facebook. <laughs> Why is he the only person you who writes me? three pages on this, Facebook? You write yeah. a comment and then I like cut and paste it and share it on a on a thing, and then it gets hundreds of shares and likes. And I'm like, Lowell, wait a minute. Yeah, I will. Yeah, <laughs> Tom will back me up on this. If if everybody had the intelligence and uh, and the ability to post to to write on Facebook the way Lowell does, you imagine Facebook. You imagine if ninety percent of the people were writing as thoughtfully as as Lowell that's did, true. the world would be a different place. It would be and, a different place, you know? and that's why he's the breakout guy, right? Right. Because really, it's just me and you. If we just we just need to know to shut up, get him talking. <laughs> exactly. So we have Lowell uh, with us, and and my good friend Tom Simmons, who is, you know, Tom's one of the. I'm not going to say that. I was going to say you're I'm one of glad few, to be here. You're one of the few humans that doesn't annoy me, but uh, I, that's mean to say into this when people are listening, right? You know? Plus, not true because yesterday I really got under your skin a little. No, bit. you didn't really get on my skin under my skin personally. But I was thinking, this okay, this is going on too long, Tom. You're ruining this episode. We right. can't, we, we can't put out an episode of you making just making fun of me for an hour and a half. 
and not talking about this. Right. You know, that's what I kept thinking was, okay, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm dumb and these are pictures, but now let's talk about this. Right. And you kept going, talk about it. How can we talk about it? You only got pictures. You know, and I was like, okay, yeah, I know that. I'm an idiot. So let's talk. Right. So I don't know if we have enough material on that one to edit down to where there's something kind of content. So personally, I was like, all right, shut up and let's go to Waffle House. Okay. You're right about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Although it was pretty fun for me. I had a good time. So you'll be editing out the couple's counseling here as well. Yeah, we're editing editing out the couple's counseling, Matt. Producer Matt, edit that out. (laughs) So Lowell Lowell gets this. You either have this bug, you have this disease, you have this gift of of taste (laughs) and you know, good taste. And, you know, so you could, uh, I think it really is genetic. It's gotta be because people like Tom, just, you might appreciate it. You might think, Oh, that's neat. Even if you saw it and thought, if you walked into my old house and, and, and spent 30 minutes looking at all the disaster pictures. Okay. Which were wonderful. All right. And then you went, Oh, this is horrible. And then you went into the other room and went, I feel so good. This is great. Look at that person, you know, whatever you might think, that's a great idea. I've never seen that done before. I'm not doing it. I don't think it may not even occur to me that that's what you did. Oh, it would. I'll tell you why. I did. I'll tell you why it occurred to me. Because I would the first time I was in the house, I walked into the kitchen. Right, mm-hmm. this is an old house, 1880. It was built, something like that. You walk into the kitchen. You turn left into the first room, and it is dark. It is dark wood, all wood walls. You know, panel wood, not you know, a slat wood, whatever that, whatever you call it. Okay. Dark wood floors, just the entire room. There were two giant windows in it. Still didn't make a difference. That room was dark. <laughs> right. You know? And then you walk into the other room and it's, it's a uh, sheetrock painted a color. So it's not near as dark. So you like were literally walking into the light kind of thing. So then I, I had that idea. This room is depressing. I'm just going to put, <laughs> put all the negative stuff humans have done here. This is where all the negativity is, you know. In the dark room or the light room? In the dark room. And in the light room is all, all the stuff I'm proud of us for. And that's you funny. Know? That's exactly how I pictured it when you were describing it. Oh, really? I presumed that, that the background was dark mm-hmm. in the one room and the other was bright. and mm, Yes. No matter what you did in that dark room, you put lamps up. We had, there was a light on the ceiling, but it was, you know, I changed the bulbs. No matter what you did, you couldn't lighten that room up. Could you have lightened it up with the better pictures? No, with, (laughs) could you have lightened it up with the, the goodness? You know what I mean? Like the good, the, the, so that you did, so you did the opposite where you put the dark humanity in the, people are going to make fun of me for this next sentence, but I've already done this podcast. I agreed to it. Right. So I might as well just be honest. You know, I don't, I don't want to lighten up the dark with, I don't want to fake it. You know, I'm not going to put my happy pictures in the dark room to make me to trick myself that this room isn't dark. Okay. Humanity sucks. You know, you can't bring light to the darkness. I'm not going to wear a pin. That says it doesn't. It does. <laughs> Humanity right. sucks. But it doesn't all suck. And that's the reason you and walk. ultimately, there's hope. That's yes. why you go through the threshold into the next room. Yeah, there's some hope. And I have proof. Go into that room and you'll see it. And there were two pictures on that wall. No, I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so back to the original comment Tom made. There is some, some of my junk is in boxes. I don't have a big enough house to, 
you know, to just, but my dream would be, one of my dreams would be like an old southern plantation house, you know, with, you know, 15, 16 bedrooms, you know, something like that. And, um, I'm humble. Right. Yes. Humble. And I would love to Not just, you know, every, everything, just every piece of it is junk, you know, everywhere. How, how many, how many rooms could you furnish at this right now? Oh, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I really don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, you know, my house right now, it's just a modest kind of suburban little place. You know, it's three bedrooms, you know, a living room, kitchen. 1,500, 2,000 square feet, I, something I, like that. You know, my wife and I were talking about that the other day. I'm so bad with math. Even when you say, if you said to me, my house is 10,000 feet, I, I still don't know what that means. Right. I, I, I would have to, I would base it all on what the size of my house is because that's the one I know. So okay. I'd be like, okay, that compared to mine, it's double I've that. I've been in your house. It's it's about it's about the same size, right. you know. So, yeah, something nineteen hundred like something like that. And but, I that you know I've more than enough stuff to cover that. I mean, I most of my stuff's boxed up. I got stuff in the attic and in my room stacked up. But but I you know it's all decorated. You know yeah, mine's I mean? just got basic stuff on the walls. Mm-hmm. So anyway, let's go to your go. Let's. All right, let's um. Let, let's here's this is going to take a tad bit. Uh, I think I think we're going to you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. But uh, and feel free to tell me I'm an idiot, uh, Tom. But this is going to take a little like I said, a little this a little delicate here. Let's start with a small one. Now, this which are these all in got, the same room? Uh, no, I'll, no, the, these are not in the same room. Um, I have photographs here framed different sized uh, pictures. You know, I think they're all. Yeah, so there's one engraving, but the rest are photographs that are. Uh, this one I'm looking at is kind of panoramic, and um, I see what looks like a mill, uh, and a uh, maybe a barn. To it's hard to tell what make out what these buildings actually are because the place is flooded. It's the point. This is a flood. This there's a what looks like probably a bridge to my to the left on this picture. This is 15 inches long, something like that. The the it's a smaller panoramic photograph but this is clearly a mill in the background it's got two smokestacks there and there's a water tower in the back and there, it looks like the the flood this flood is up to the second floor is what it, it looks like to me so let's i'm gonna kind of i'm gonna pass that to tom and we're we're just gonna grab a picture and just start passing because they're all you know we're not talking about different stuff here we're talking about you know i'm gonna pick up another one this frame that Lowell would like this frame. It's got a it's got a oh, nice yes. little torch weirdness at the top. This is a gold frame, and at the top it's got two torches that are linked by this by some roses. It's a weird little. I liked the frame when I saw it, and it was cheap. Uh, this is an engraving. Uh, this is fourteen by ten, probably. At the bottom it says the Great Flood, October uh, eight. Is that eighteen oh nine? Let me get my glasses. Hold on, this is I'm, I'm so old. Uh, Eighteen sixty nine says the Great Flood. This is an engraving, and we just have a a flood is just ravishing this town. There there are horses in the water being swept away, wagon wheels, you know, the trees are down, you know, what have you. This is I'm pass that to Tom. This, and we're, we're just kind of going to look at a few of these here. And this is, oh, Lowell. 
This is okay. Now we're getting it. This is a much larger one. Law, you good with sizes? What do you think? Oh, that looks about what? Twenty four by thirty. This is a large, much larger framed picture. Twenty four by thirty. Maybe uh, eighteen by twenty four. I don't know. In in that range. Okay. These now, are crazy disasters that are happening. Yeah, these this, are disaster pictures. You know. So uh, this is downtown. This is a city, okay? And in the, we have some tall buildings. You're, maybe you're looking straight down Main Street uh, on this, in this picture. The Lyceum is to your right. The dentist office. Uh, you know, there's Wilner's building. Uh, Todd's Pharmacy on the left. We have, like, a furniture store. Uh, you know, Merrick's Furs. There's a furrier. Uh, so, you know, this is a typical downtown scene. The f and then in the center, this is what's kind of, you know, really dramatic about this. In the center is a subway car that's almost underwater. So this is a, f this is a good size flood, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, yeah, this subway car, the top of it is visible. Uh, the heart of beautiful Dayton, uh, the Dayton flood, uh, Main Street. This Very is what famous. it is. Very famous. This is what it says at the bottom of this picture. Main Street, looking north from 5th Street, Wednesday, 8.30 a.m., March 26, 1913. Uh, Main Street, 132 feet wide. Street cluster lights, 13 feet, 6 inches high. Depth of water, 11 feet, 1 and a half inches. There's still a lot of buildings in Dayton that have the mark. Yeah. Or the high water mark was on the side. And, yeah. And plaques denoting it. An 11, 11 feet flood. You know, and what's what I one thing I like about this is there is water damage to this picture. <laughs> <laughs> the, the right hand side is damaged, That's so funny. I did not take it out of the frame. I, I like the, the fact that it's water damaged, you know. So, did they have they continued to have these level of floods in Dayton, or have did Dayton fix this? They, they, I, I think they did build uh floodplains. When you drive into it, there's floodplains now. So I imagine that was the reaction. It's interesting that this second piece with the very ornate and uh, the engraving. gold frame also is entitled The Great Flood. Is the there anything? Flood. Does anybody ever have a uh, pretty minor flood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's so many old country if songs and you, folk it's a songs. Great flood. The Great Flood. Yeah. Yeah. It can't all be great. They can't throwing all be that, great. Throwing that, that great term around. You know, there's one Muhammad Ali. That's the way it is. <laughs> yeah. So Noah's flood's really the only right. great flood. Nah. <laughs> Floats like a butterfly. Now and, this one, and half the town. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's 20. I'm going to describe another one here. I, Lowell, give me a size on this. Whoa. What do you think? 18 by 20? 18 by 20, Lowell says. Let's go with that. Uh, this, is a, this is from Harper's Weekly. 1886, uh, the base of it says the night of the earthquake in Charleston, uh, August 31, 1886. This is engraving of an earthquake, and people are just running, uh, fleeing, and, you know, scared to death. Just this is horrific. You know, people are. Uh, this woman has fallen on the sidewalk. There's a lot of people just standing still, hands raised, and and then people are running. There's a woman right in the foreground running with a child down the, down the sidewalk. Uh, yeah, this is, you know, it's just a typical earthquake disaster kind of uh, panic. You know, it's just panic, you know. And I like, the, I like the frame on that one. 
Yeah, that frame is cool. Yeah, it's a neat kind of, I don't even know what that is, but it looks kind of like tortoise shell, black and white, kind of. All right, let's do another one here. Uh, this is a this is a kind of a larger panoramic. Panoramic, you know, just like a long, uh, you know, it's, instead of a square picture, it's a, it's a, it's a long picture. What, Lowell, you, any guess? I'm sorry to make you be the math person. <laughs> I'm going to guess 10 by 30. 10 by 30, okay. Uh, now, this is a panoramic view. This is what it says at the base of this picture. Panoramic v view of San Francisco, California, after the terrible fire. Uh, the fires are terrible. Floods are great, apparently. After the terrible right. fire of April 18, 19, 20, and 21. So, one, two, three, four-day fire, uh, 1906, following the earthquake. Yes. So, the earthquake oh. hit, and then, and then everything caught on fire. You know. Oh wow! Yeah. So this is. This oh my is, God! It can't get worse than this. What is that? <laughs> oh no! It can. <laughs> oh. And uh, this is just a kind of a panoramic view of the city after they put the fire out. This is this is what they're left with to rebuild. You know. That really does test you as like a human. Like when something like something terrible happens, and you kind of get through it, and then you're like. Part of not sort of dwelling on how horrible it was was like, all right, now from here we go here. You know, like it. I think that it, was terrible. Now we're done with terrible. Let's move on. And then, yeah, more terrible hits after that. After that, right? That's, how many? I mean, I think there's a lot of people. It's personalities, right? There's absolutely there are people that thrive. go through a flood, go through a fire, go through an earthquake, that kind of thing. And once it's over and they've survived, whatever it is about their personality, their brain just goes, let's move forward. Let's move forward, you know. And there's some people that don't. Some people that just can't seem to get to that spot where they're just moving forward, you know. It's and let's pull out uh, one. I have two more. Let's pull out at least one more, and then we'll, let's talk about this because I want to tell you why I'm attracted to this, and then you tell me if we need to hit delete. Okay. This one is a large, much larger panoramic photo. I I don't know, Lowell. You want to guess? Or are you tired of guessing? Uh, twelve. Four by twelve. Four, four foot by, by, by 12 inches. By 12 yeah. inches. Four by one. Uh, this one is, again, the disastrous flood of 1913, Dayton, Ohio. Okay. So this is, they've, they've got a big, this is a large photograph from, this is several city. This is several streets. So this is a very long, and in the, on the left, there's a couple of people over here standing by a, a phone pole, which was, salvaged i mean the phone pole didn't knock down but the huge building is is blasted off the top here <clears throat> it looks like there was definitely fire there's fire damage to this this was a flood uh, in dayton ohio 1913 um this building right here is gutted it's a very large build hardware building i think it's what that says on it it's gutted you can see the inside all the windows are broken glass is gone everything the top of it has been the top floor essentially they're missing two-thirds of the top of this building is gone. Um, and there's a lot of rubble on the, on the sidewalk out here. It looks like there's some kind of water. They're spraying water on it over here. Or that might just be a, a spot on the, on the photograph that, it, you know, developed incorrectly or something. I don't know. But, um, and then right down the center of Main Street, what I'm assuming is Main Street, there's a few soldiers standing here dressed in uniform. There's a guy standing here just staring at this building that I, I just described to you that's missing the, the, you know, a lot of the top floor. 
and then th it's just disaster. I mean, some of these, most of these buildings are, you know, they, they might have a shell around them, but they're missing entire sides, you know. There's uh, large portions are, are gone. And then on the right, as we move to the right of the picture, this building in the, the foreground of the right is gone. I mean, there's, I, there's one tiny part that I can see is kind of poking up. The rest is rubble. And down here on the right-hand side of the picture is the church, which is intact, which I don't, I don't know if that's the one they rebuilt first, right? which would worry me, or, <laughs> or if maybe we're wrong and they're right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Or it's just random. Or it's just random. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big, big Butter Jesus got hit by lightning. Big so Butter Jesus, which is, yeah, Big Butter Jesus that Lowell just um, mentioned is uh, south of Dayton, right? Between Dayton and Cincinnati. Dayton I've and been Cincinnati. to that church. I went to a church service there. Solid Rock Church? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Something like that, yeah. They had an enormous statue of Jesus that was submerged in a pool of water, right? From his, He was waist, waist, up. waist up, and he was holding his hands to the heavens. And when you say enormous, I, I mean, just this isn't just a statue. This thing was ginormous and the color of butter. And the color of butter. Yeah, so they called it Big Butter Jesus, <laughs> okay. which has got to be blasphemy yeah, on yeah. some level, right? And then the thing got hit by lightning. Yes, it burned down. <laughs> Boom, hit by lightning. I went to the rebuilt one. You went to the rebuilt one, which is now he's standing above water, right? He's standing. I can't. Yeah, I think, yes, yeah. he is. Yeah, yes. I just went by. I just went there. And he's, it was built with lightning rods. And Yeah, and now there's a tiny lightning rod on I, the top. I question your faith if you put have to put a lightning rod. Uh, that's that's the way I think. Why is the Pope in a bulletproof car? Come on. <laughs> right. Come on. <laughs> do you have any guts or what? I mean, do you, do you truly believe? Apparently not. You're in a bulletproof car. You know, that's the way I think. I don't, you know, you want to handle snakes? Get your gloves off. Why are you wearing gloves? Right. You've got the. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. Um, so anyway, here's the thing. Every time I look at this picture, here, this is what obviously, because uh, it's central, this is what nails me. I mean, this is a, like Lowell said, probably four foot long panoramic picture of di just disaster, right, after afterwards. And there's a guy, he's not standing right in the center of his little center right, and he's looking at the camera. He's got a mustache on. He's got a hat and a suit. He's just looking. At, it humanizes this entire thing. It just Every time I look at it, it, it just grabs me, this, this guy. I'm uh, turning this picture around. Here, just lay it right here. On the yeah, let's just lay it right here. I'm going to lay it on the So table. what is it about Dayton? I guess they have a river. Could I, or, was that the same downtown as that? I'm not sure it's the same uh, angle. Hold on. It is. That's after the water's receded. That's not the same. It's a different flood, right? No, that that's the same flood. It's the same great flood. I mean, that town is known by it, scarred by it to this day. We're to talking, this day. There's nobody alive there now that went through the flood. Right. This is 1913, and wow. when I've talked this to people in Dayton in junk shops, they the flood, flood will the flood will come up. Well, we were just talking about how that flood looked peaceful, <laughs> and right. now look, yeah, like that's the calm before the that's the calm after this, like the eye of the storm, and that ended up being this. The the first Dayton picture we looked at, you, the water is almost above a subway car. It's eleven and what they say one inch high or something, and once the water receded and they got, this is what you're looking at: devastation. You're looking at 
buildings collapsing, just yeah, you know, that building looks stuff. fine. That one looks like it's like a Roman Colosseum, like gone. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like an in and building from antiquity that is missing mm. huge chunks. You wow. know. Wouldn't it be hilarious if your next picture was the after picture of of this one? I was like, I'm really worried about this one. And then it's just like, it looks like beautiful farmland a week later. And this one was like, that one looks so calm and peaceful. And, and then it, once the water recedes, it looks like a war zone. It does. It looks like a war zone. Well, it's, and you do bring up a point about flooding. Mm-hmm. There is some positive effect of flooding. Now, not in an urban area. But for farmers, flooding brings nutrients to the soil in my dad's bottom land whenever that creek floods every spring all this wonderful silt floods are renewals mm-hmm. but not when you've built a city not when you build a city <laughs> not when you not when man-made things are hit right by. which is kind of the direction low that you're kind of heading down the road of why i like this i'm I really fascinated by this it is fascinating is it not how did it go from that to this, like, hold on a minute. I'm going to move these pictures so Tom can get a good, better look. Because that building, the, the everything is on. The signs are still on it. Everything's still on it. And you then you putting that on your book, little. No, I'm just. I'm. I don't think they're the. They can't be the same flood. It's the same flood. It's all the. Yeah. Dayton, the 1913 Dayton flood is huge. That's almost the same picture. And these in my house, by the way, we we're talking about where I hang stuff, you know. This is so I can compare the two. So this one is hanging on the top. The big, the large panoramic is toward, kind of towards, and this one is down. I so wonder you, what caused it to go from, like, it already looks pretty bad here, and you're yeah, like, okay, I mean, this you've is got gonna 11, be bad. You're you've got 11 it. feet of water in a downtown, uh, you know, major city. Especially Dayton was probably more major in 1913 than it is now. So, I mean, this was a top industrial city. That's probably stopped its growth. Oh. Probably at that time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Retarded its growth. It right. might have been Columbus or yeah. Cincinnati. Right, yeah. So the, you, got, you got 11 feet of water in a downtown major city, and then it recedes, and then this is what you have. Like, Tom put it well. It's a, it's a war zone. It looks bombed out. It looks like, like some of the video, like the, some of the footage from, like, they show of like a Syrian town. Well, yeah. If you remove that, it says the disastrous flood of 1913 Dayton, Ohio. If you remove those words and this guy in the foreground, you put him in a in a military out- outfit, it's you know, a military uniform. Yeah, yeah. You would say this is France. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what city in France is this that's been bombed, right? Uh, yeah, I'm just. I guess when the water receded, it caught on fire and. It, I mean, and it, it all collapsed. I'm just, I'm, like I said, I can't even think of the words because it just looks like it would go away. The bottom floors would be destroyed. Everything so it got, would be soggy and wet, and then it would dry out, and then business back to normal. Mm-mm. But that's not what happens. Yeah. Wow, crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. You think the water would put out the fire? <laughs> no? <laughs> I think the water caused the fire. The, okay. wa- the, the water, you know, in some cases, right, Lowell? Sure. It would bust pipes open and every, and everything else. I mean, it just, you know, right devastation. But some of these bottom floors should not have be burned. They're covered in water. <laughs> They're covered in water. <laughs> yeah. What I, okay, what attracts me to these type of pictures is this is a constant reminder we're not in control. 
We don't control. We, we manipulate. We build our buildings. We, and we feel constantly like, you know, uh, human beings, like evolution has led to this. It's a humans and we are it. And we run everything and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, a tornado comes through and goes, nah, you're not. You're nothing. You, you know what I mean? A tornado can take a city like that. A flood hits, you know, boom. You know, it, and there's something dark and positive to it to me. It's like the Greeks used to, you know, bring a skull to the dinner table and put it on the dinner table. So just to remind you, have fun at this meal. Really? Yeah, they would put a human skull on the dinner table. Have fun because this is you. This is where you're headed. So enjoy that glass of wine. Enjoy your meal. And I look at these, and I really do. I, tell me if I'm crazy, but I, I'll stand there, and I'll look at this picture of Dayton Flood, and, I, and I'll go, let's go have a day. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's go. Let's go write some comedy. Let's go enjoy my life. I don't know if it says something more about our optimism or our ability to be self-delusional. That we build our our cities in floodplains on the, a major metropolitan area on the San Andreas Fault, <laughs> that people right, decide right. to live on the side of Mount Vesuvius. Right? Are we just are we optimistic, or are we just that capable of deluding ourselves as to the dangers? That yeah, that's a exist? good point, Lowell. I would say we're we're deluded. We're just well, it's not going to happen. We me. really feel like we are it. We're the whole reason. You know, the volcano's not going to explode. No, it's not going to explode because we built a nice home here. You know, I think I think humans are just that delusional. You don't think they're just playing the odds? Like no. if something terrible happens, we'll we'll. Oh, I think if you talk, if you ask someone face to face, someone that has a that just spent a lot of money building a gorgeous house, uh, <coughs> like Lowell said, in the woods in California, in the woods in California with giant beautiful windows, and you said to them, this. It's going to happen. It's just inevitable. And they went, oh, we, oh, yes. I mean, they, they're aware of what they've done, but not really. They can't, and they can't imagine it actually happening. Exactly. Of course. Right. But, but you, but you were going to say, you would say to yourself, well, where can I live? I'm going to go, go to Oklahoma. I'll get hit by a tornado. I go to North Carolina. I'll get hit by a hurricane. I'll go to, you know, yeah, here I, I get hit saying. by fires. Or, yeah, you I know. see what you're saying. But there's also, and I agree with that, but there's also another side of it is like, you built your house at the base of the volcano. Right. Right. What, how about four miles away from the volcano? <laughs> I mean, you're still in danger four miles away. But here, you know, but what was the guy when uh, Helens, Mount St. Helens, uh, am I right, erupted mm -hmm. in the 80s? When was it, 80s? That, yes. There's, a, there's actually an album out about this. He, this guy that said he's not leaving. Like, they evacuated everybody a couple of days before or something. And he said, I was born in this cabin. I mean, and he's literally, I mean, half his cabin is leaning up. That's how close he is to the volcano. I mean, right. he's at <laughs> the base of the damn thing. You know, you can't stand upright on the back half of his house. because it's. <laughs> it's he's, and he said, I'm not leaving. I was born here and I've lived here my whole life and I'm not being evacuated because this thing might explode and then it exploded and they've, they have not found one trace of him or his house or nothing. He was obliterated. Right. I, and this is back to Daredevil stuff. That I like. Really? Yes. When you say, look, 
<laughs> I'm going to build my house on the lip of a volcano, okay? And I, I know that I can't turn this way because my eyes will be burned out. But, I, you know, I, this I like. When you, in other words, when you are completely and totally aware that what you just did was idiotic and what you just did was also exciting and it's also what you wanted to do. You know, so when, you know, if you, those people that build those houses that are literally hanging off a cliff mm -hmm. and they have poles to support the front end of the house, I yeah. go, yes. And I then think every yes. once in a while you see the pictures of the erosion in the house falling into the ocean. Yes. And then I clap for that, too. <laughs> I like the whole. But it's the people, the people that go, they, they, well, we're going to build a mansion in the middle of California. And then and then. Are you aware that it's earthquake? There's going to be an earthquake, just period. There will be. Scientists, have, we're overdue for it. Oh, yes, I've read those articles. But they don't, deep down, it's not going to affect their house because this is gorgeous. That's the way they think, you know. It, it's not going to happen to me. It's going to happen to those obnoxious, loud rednecks. They're going to be swept away, but not me. Then I don't like any of that stuff. And but then it's when how you, is your it? house really goes understand. down and you sue the state, and then I'm like, ah, then I hate humanity. Okay. Now right. you're making me think, uh, if you've read the book A Perfect Storm, and there, I know there's a great movie. Too. I saw the movie. I did not read the book. The book, the best part and the, the, and the worst part was the last chapter, where he talks about have, interviewing people who have drowned, but have survived the drowning. Uh -huh. And inevitably, the last thought they have, conscious thought before they lose consciousness, is what a stupid way to die. <laughs> and you wonder about this fella in this house, and it's like, this is so dumb, I didn't have to be here. What a dumb way to die. At uh, the base of the volcano, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or so the house you're wondering if the guy, yeah, at the base of the volcano or any of these folks in these situations, if their last thought is, damn it, <laughs> what a dumb way to die. Right. I was, there's no dignity in that. There's other volcanoes. Like I understand too. Like this is just my. This is where I live. This is my land. This is my. Right. This is who I am. But you have a warning. This there's not. There wasn't an if that was gonna blow. It was like if it's gonna it's blow. Coming. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you wait till the very last minute or whatever if that's your thing, and then you're like, I oh, okay, and then maybe you come back and that you're part of being there. It's still there, and you're not, so you could still be there. You could move back there or, or go there and try to figure out how to help make it I back left. to the thing. Yeah, I would have left. I would have left. There's other volcanoes. You can go live on another <laughs> volcano. If, if, you're, if you're attracted <laughs> volcanoes for some reason, go find another one that's dormant. Yeah, Helens, Mount St. Helens, if I remember, I you know, bul the right or the left, some part of it bulged out. I mean, literally, they, you could see it. It, right. It's any it seismic activity. They knew it they was coming. knew it was coming, you know, and they told that guy he had a, he had a, some kind of nickname. Anyway, I don't remember his name, but they he they told him get out and everybody, you know, the roads are choked with people that are leaving. Right. Right. And he's I'm not leaving. And they try. I think if I remember correctly, they tried to force him to leave. And eventually we're like, well, fine, whatever. And just left. I can't remember how many people died. Was he? The, he wasn't the only one, was he? There was no, I don't think he was the only one that died. There was, there was, a, yeah. I went and saw Mount St. Helens, maybe when I was work, 
maybe 15 years ago when I was in my motorhome and stuff. And it's gorgeous. It is, but it's it's not as gorgeous as it was. Not you know, <laughs> not and you as gorgeous it's as it was. An, it's a it's a huge well, blast area. You know what? Let's. I want to throw this at you, Tom, and see what happens. Okay, and and we are talking about degrees, right, Lowell? We're talking about if you if you have a cabin at the base of Mount St. Helens and and it's going to blow and you decide not to leave, personally, I would have left myself. You know what I mean? I would have been gone. Okay, but. If you say, no, I was born here and raised here, and I will die here, then I applaud you. I love that story. Okay. I'm absolutely, but you built some home, and you just think it's not going to happen to you because you're you know, beautiful and white and rich, and, but then I hate this story. Right. Is, that, is that just my worldview or something? Well, I do wonder if, if you love it because it, it's everything of value I have is right here. If this disappears, I should go with it. There is something sort of noble about that. Mm -hmm. And my daddy worked this land. My grandpappy worked this land. This mm -hmm. is my land. Sure, sure. And if I yeah. don't have this land, I'm not me. Yeah, there is a part. A percentage of it is that. But also another percentage, i got to say, is like um, he loves the mountain. He doesn't want to live anywhere else. This is where he want, This is where I want to live. Now I think I think you know you're you're crazy. But those are the same. But were those people in the California on the thing or the, that live in their nice house? That's that's the yes. exact same thing. You just don't like them because no, the, they the, chose. They're both. One of them is going to happen for sure. The other one is probably maybe going to happen. No, Who knows? no, no, no. Here's the difference. Here's here's. I'm trying to narrow in because I'm not exactly sure how. I feel. this is. I'm trying to narrow it down. I'm trying to learn how I feel right now. Um. I'm fine. If someone says I, the Northern California mountains are the most gorgeous place I've ever been, I first of all wouldn't argue with you. I mean that might right. be, you know, and they and you even scientists that study earthquakes say it's coming, but this is where I want to live. Then I applaud you. You want to build right. a, a beautiful home with with huge windows and look out on the beautiful nature and all that and but you are aware that it's coming and you made this choice intellectually you consciously aware it's coming i applaud you but if you're just like you you're you're deni you're in denial if you're in denial to facts and then you, you and then you're upset that you're that you had to flee in your house and it was and an earthquake came and now you're on the news saying you know i'm going to sue get out of here get we told okay. you the facts. You, it's, you, it's like you what, assume the risk. It's like the Matrix. Which pill do you want? I don't care which pill you want, but pick one. And once you pick it, don't be suing someone. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Does right. that make more sense? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't really. I didn't really know somebody was suing on this. In well, this story. I'm, I'm using that as an extreme example of human behavior. They, you know, the, you want to hold somebody culpable for something that's an act. That's of your fault. Well, it's, and, it's and nature. Your decision. It's your decision, yeah. right? Now, if this guy, let's say this guy at the base of St. Helens, let's say he miraculously, let's say he survived, and then he decided to sue the, the park, then I'd hate the guy. Right. Then, we told you to leave. Yeah, but you should have made me. Right. Then I'd be, if I was the judge, I'd be like dismissed. Right. Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> I'm, so kidding. We're I'm kidding. I'm kidding. People taking responsibility for their own damn decisions. Yes. And the, taking all the consequences. Yes. Uh, and I could not agree with you more there. That, that seems to be a constant theme. It's never my fault that something bad happened to me. Oh. When it's always invariably my fault if you want to track it back to 
you know, the, the, the basis I mean, of whatever it was. It's w- some decision I've made. Yeah, one, one of the major problems that we have in this, I speak for, you know, people where I've been, I'm not speaking for other countries because I don't live there, but one of the problems that America has is we are, refuse to accept responsibility. You know, well, not everybody, but right. a lot of people blame it on someone else. Blame, you, we have the facts. You know, I mean, right now, uh, Yellowstone, which is a super volcano. Mm-hmm. Did I get that right? Super it's volcano, be right? It's devastating when that goes. Yellowstone is, it's, it's way overdue. And it is tilting right now. It's tilting. It's, have you read about this, Tom? I try to, yeah, uh, yeah, but I try to s- ignore that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the thing's tilting. Right. I'm kind of yeah. hoping we we beat ourselves to that. <laughs> like, so, like that, 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 that's on the list of the you know the ten things that I think are gonna. Yeah, we're talking ten be a big, winter, be a big problem for humanity and our right. sons' futures. Right. So here's let me take take that and put it into this. Uh, Yellowstone scientists say it is thousand. I can't remember the number. Oh, I wish I was better at numbers. My brain hates numbers. You know, it's due is it's, what you're it's saying. It's overdue. Right. It's With over the, its last twenty three. I'm I hate to keep using baseball analogies, but it's okay. it's due. It's due. When they look at the in the historically when it has erupted every so many years, and they and they they average that out that. Yellowstone seems to erupt every X number of years. We are way overdue for that thing to blow, right? So it's not just someone that lives in the park with a cabin. You know, it's Montana. It's Nevada. It's, it, there's states, entire states oh, yeah. are going, you know? Um, it's, in my opinion, if, you, if Lowell and his wonderful wife said, you know, we love the place. We love the place. <laughs> So we have, uh, you know, leased a cabin from the state park or whatever, and we're going to move in. And I, Lowell, you and I have read the same information. That thing's going to blow. <laughs> and Lowell puts his hands up and goes, we feel happier there than anywhere else we've ever been in our lives. So if we get nine more years of that kind of happiness versus living somewhere else where we're not as happy, but we're going to live 25 more years than we're willing to go. Then I, then I get Lowell and, and his wife a bottle of wine and a, and, a, and a birthday cake. And this is the choice I make every night when I pull myself up to the dinner table. <laughs> that's the choice I make. Bring me that fatty stuff because that's good. That's good. Life isn't worth living if I can't have a, a nice sensuous mm-hmm. you know, result for my meal, damn it. Yeah. And you make I, that I can't decision. Eat rabbit food. I know it's cutting years off my life. You're I in the medical that. field, Lowell. I would rather have a quality of life than a quantity of life. I don't need to live to be 100, but I need to live to be 80 and be happy and enjoy that time. And see, you know, and we're pallbearers, right, at Lowell's funeral. Oh, and okay. It better be a bunch of you. <laughs> it better be a bunch of you. I was just going to say, could you take it easy on the on the, on the the dinner table? Because those. <laughs> I, I, I just had to. I just did Paul Bearer for someone. I was, did you? I was, it's a chore. I, yeah, I was struck by how heavy the casket Ooh, was. Yeah. Like I, it was beyond what I was expecting. Like well, even with a couch or something, where you're carrying it with six people, right. one of you can kind of, you know what I mean? You you don't even have like, am I really carrying anything here? Right. You know? With the th- with the six of you, you the weight distribute. You know. Can you imagine trying to lift that thing? 
by yourself or so you and I are pallbearers at Lowell, right? With Lowell, I would have a smile on my face, remembering, you know, this man loved his dinners. This man loved his. He loves to read. He, you yeah. know, because he's made those choices. He's he's intellectually aware that he should not be eating what he's eating, but he's also weighed the balance and went, put the skull on the table. Right. <laughs> yes, sir. Let me take a look at that skull. Yeah, I pass that over. I, want, I think I want to get one or something like that. That's a good idea. Do you? Do you? I was. I had no idea how you would react to this. I did. I, seriously, I didn't know if you would make fun of me or go, "You're an idiot" or what. You. This stuff. These pictures we've been looking at, they make me enjoy life. I look at this guy, the great flood, disastrous flood of Dayton, 1913. I look at that man in that suit, staring at that camera. He's got to rebuild all. But it's everything. cool. Yeah, it just looks like. This is the end of the world. That's the end of the world right there. In Dayton, Ohio, 1913, the world ended. Right, and then they fixed it. Like, what Why did this? What did humans do to stop, and the people of this area do to stop this from happening regularly? Did they, did they build levees? Did they build a... There's a really large floodplain. I mean, a really large floodplain. If you drive in from the northeast going into Dayton... There's plenty of room for water to overflow now. Yeah, into these floodplains. And, it, and they built those, and they made sure yes. that this wouldn't happen again. Yes, yes. These so they man-made. Yeah, they're man-made floodplains. But I, but and there may be levees and dikes as well. I don't know. Does anybody know if this guy was saying this? This isn't caused by us. <laughs> he was like, oh, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Tom. He does. He kind of has a look on his face like, oh, you got a camera? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busted. Yes. Um, would you agree with this, Lowell? Uh, 1913, that's 105 years ago, right? So they built those floodplains. Someone in a junk shop was telling me about this. That's the only reason I knew about these floodplains, right? They were, there was a picture in a junk shop that was much larger about the 1913 flood, and I, it was too pricey. I didn't buy it. But this woman was telling me about it, you know. And then she said that's, they built these floodplains, so it, it, she said shouldn't happen again, right? Right. 1930, 105, you know, this is what humans do. As soon as this is gone from memory, which it almost is, you know, out, outside it, I mean, like Lowell said, no one's still alive that went through this, Right. I mean, if you were born the day this happened, you'd be 105 years old. Right. Right. So no one's alive that went through this. And so now it's just rumors or the things that you heard your grandparents talk about or whatever. There's some pictures floating around. Another 25, 30 years, someone's going to go, why is all this land right here not developed? <laughs> what, we, could put a, we could put a Qdoba right over there. It's so flat. This area right here is just so flat. <laughs> Right. Why don't we have big apartment buildings here and I could open up a putt-putt. Got a beautiful river's edge view. <laughs> right. There's a river's edge view right there. You're right on the river. Put two Starbucks right there separated by nothing. Just put put another Starbucks in between those two Starbucks. Right. And I, someone's going to do that. And then somebody's like, no, 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 no. That's a floodplain. You're like, the environmentalists. <laughs> stupid liberals with right. their thing. The, the things don't flood. They don't flood. This is with right. two, two generations. We've never had a flood here. Exactly. Exactly. And then someone's going to go, isn't there laws to stop this? And someone's going to go, what happened to the EPA? We don't know. Yeah, that's and, right. You know, yeah, I mean, that's what humans do, you know, that we go through these huge, huge, emotional, devastating reminders that we are not in control. 
and then we forget about it. And then we put these safety things in place, and then we let those labs. New Orleans, that levy was in terrible, terrible shape, right? Yes. Terrible shape. Sure, they fixed it. Every engineer in the world Before the flood, it was in horrible shape. Every engineer was saying, this needs to be fixed. And then, ah, it doesn't need. No money it would be It hadn't flooded in two decades, like Tom said, right. you know? And then, and, then we, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's, this, it's a repeated lesson that we refuse to learn. This will only happen if it stays like a hurricane here for for days at a time. And yeah. hurricanes don't act like that. They move right <laughs> they through. Move. Yeah. And now it's, they're stopping. It's like and my, like, that story I told on my last album. I love this line, and no, hardly anybody ever laughed at it. But I, I kept it. It was one of those lines, Tom, where you, you just like the line, and it doesn't take a long time, so I just left it in. Right. It, it's not getting the laugh I want, but it's my line. You know what I mean? I had a story about a meteorite that came through a, a roof and hit a woman, right, oh, yeah. in in Alabama. And I had this, I was describing the meteorite. So I'm like, it's the size of a pineapple and it's hurtling through space. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a flying reminder of an ignored truth. Yeah, I like that line. Yeah, a flaming, <laughs> that was it. It's a flaming reminder of an ignored truth. And nobody, hardly anybody laughed at it, but I love that. That's what this stuff is, you know, to me. It's like, this is a, every time I wake up and I walk out, I get my keys in my wallet, I look up and I see the flood and I'm just like, let's go have a day, you know, let's go. So that's great. That's, that's, that's really, yeah, that's cool. Do you have a plan or does it make, it it gives you more joy about living your day with having a day? Your flood day. Or does your day covered with okay? We got to make sure we got an escape plan, and we got what oh, are we doing? Oh no, I'm I'm not that kind of person. I'm the kind of person that, you know, I, it, the inevitable is on, on it's on the paper. You know, it's not written in pencil. I can't erase it. You know, it's it's marked down in pen. It's just, you know, now you know, am I cavalier? Am I just flippant? No, I mean I, you know, I have insurance and take care of my family and this and that. But I'm not, I'm not going to run from, from the truth. Nature's bigger than us. I'm, I'm going, you know. Lowell's going to die. Tom's going to die. Stuart's going to die. We're dying, you know. So I'm not going to spend a tremendous amount of my life trying to ignore that fact and try to, to pretend like I can change it. But don't you feel like more of this stuff is coming and because of whatever, because of climate change, because of turmoil, because of, mm-hmm. even if it's whatever kind of other collapse, economic, whatever, like that's, it, to ignore that that is coming, I mean, it's, I don't, I, I hate, because I don't want to be like pessimistic and be like, oh, you know, or, mm-hmm. or even if you, I, I believe, you know, we're, we're creative beings, so we sort of bring things, you know, like a law of attraction-ish type thing, you know, so I don't want to be all negative all the time, but okay. there's, there's definitely, you know, all this stuff is coming. So shouldn't yeah. you be have some preparedness for it so that you're like, th- these are going to happen more and more? Lowell, what do you think? Well, that's a very good question. It's a very good question. And if you live in this time and you don't understand how tenuous your situation is, then you're not paying attention you're not paying attention because there's a lot of literature on it right there now. is i think that because right. our country has lasted as a nation state this is an old nation state this is one of the first nation states mm-hmm. we don't remember often that italy and germany are you know a hundred and some years younger than us 
and so is modern France. They're all as a nation state. Yeah, as nation states. Yes. Right? So we're, we think this is a permanent fixture. It's not a permanent fixture. This could be Kosovo. You could have a country called Texas and a country called California, and this could all break up into some kind of the sectarianism. There's any number of disasters that can take place, man-made, uh, brought to us by nature. If you're not aware of how tenuous the situation is, you're not paying attention. However— I didn't even think of any of that. So however— I'm not paying attention. <laughs> you cannot live your life and enjoy your life and make anything out of your life if that, if you live in fear of all of these things, mm-hmm. you need to be aware. You need to take common sense precautions where, where they're palatable to you and they don't affect your day-to-day living. But ultimately, if you're going to find the beauty in living, yet this can't be at the forefront all the time. Reasonable precautions, yes. Right, but I, but I, yeah, I was with you, Lowell, all the way up to the kind of the end there. I. If this is, if the disaster, you know, the, the chances of an asteroid hitting, right? You know, they're always... I can't worry about that. Yeah, they're always talking about near misses. You know, they're always talking about this. Um, the I think the last one that hit, oh, it didn't even really hit, because apparently with an asteroid, right, it's the angle that it comes in is the damage. You know, you you need a good-sized rock, of course, but if it comes in at a at kind of a, a grazing angle... You know, and kind of then it's not going to do as much damage to kill all the dinosaurs. You need a nice, kind of direct boom. You know, cause a yeah, most of them are going to glance off the atmosphere and bounce right. back. They're not going to penetrate. So the last one that came, is cl- I think, was Russia. One came really, really close in Russia a few years ago. Uh, enough so that you know everybody that was outdoors was like, oh, "What the?" It, it just shh, right, and it came and it exploded. Right, it, it exploded and rained down. You know, not tiny chunks, but tiny chunks if you're looking at an asteroid. But if you're a human, people got hit on the head with them and, you know, and yeah, I mean, boom, boom, you know, and bruises on whatever. You know what I mean? People died. Zero. Nobody. To wipe out all humanity with an asteroid would take a it would take a very large thing that got through our atmosphere and hit at the right angle. And, you know, was it Iowa was the. I'm not talking about preparing for those. I'm talking about those are. I'm talking about preparing for. Like if you live anywhere within a, a couple hours of a coastline, you need to be preparing that this stuff is going to yes. happen regularly. You need to. Yes. You can't just be like, if well, I in, live here. Yeah, you got to live in Florida, and it's going to be underwater in 50 years. You got to start preparing yeah. for that, right? You got to. I I agree. I yeah yeah. That's what you're saying. I totally agree. Yes, you. But I also will say this. Um, I'm, I am not this type of person, but if you said to me, look, hey, I built my house on a cliff, and I, I'm going, the, the house is going over, yeah, but I don't really care, this is the way I want to go, then I applaud you, you know, so if you live on the coast in North Carolina, and it's, you know, hurricane every two years, and you go, yeah, well, when it comes, it screws up my week, and I, I go down in the basement, I may or may not survive, whatever, are you, are you, are you putting up any plywood on your, no, I'm not. I'm not okay because I don't care because you know what. Then I'm like, hey, good. As long as you don't turn around and blame someone that it was their fault. We told you the right. dangers, and you are aware of them, and you're choosing to go this route with it. 
Now, don't call the insurance company and tell them to come over and blame it on someone else. You know what I mean? Do you think most people are really aware of the dangers? No. I think most people don't. Even people that have heard news stories about the dangers and read about the dangers, maybe even people that have read a couple of books about the environmental dangers that are coming our way, I still don't think they've accepted that it's reality because, in my opinion, that's where I am. I a think. large majority of people, they, they kind of think that they're important. I just hope I'm wrong. I've been wrong a lot in my life, so I'm, I'm kind of hoping that that continues. <laughs> and I'm like, all this stuff I fear is coming is not coming. That's I'm just well. Being crazy. I don't know. I don't know if you're right or wrong about any kind of huge. You know, is an asteroid going to hit? Is is the climate change going to affect it in, in a dramatic? You know, I, those huge, enormous things that could. In other words, I haven't said asteroid. By the way, I, I threw that in. Yeah. Well, it's an example of a large disaster. I mean, an asteroid could wipe out the entire continent. Well, what would that, be worse, an asteroid or the Yellowstone? Both of them would have the same consequence in that the atmosphere would be so filled with debris that growing crops yes. becomes a problem. Yeah. And that's if what you survived. If you survived, the, those people that would survive would have to be along a belt where there was still a, the yeah. potentiality for growing crops. They'd be people that built, like, greenhouses and had some preparation ready instead of the people that were like, you know what, this skull says go out and enjoy my day, right? right. <laughs> yeah, but, but I will say this. When the, the hot ash rains down on your, on your uh, greenhouse <laughs> That's true. and there's two feet of ash on top of your greenhouse and you've been underground in your bunker for 11 months, <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of broccoli growing in your greenhouse. That's true. You know, I, I just find it very hard to believe that a, a couple of cans of salmon and some bottled water are going to save your ass when when Yellowstone explodes. Mm. You know, I know if Kroger's closes, I'm dying. In that's, a that's, just, right. that's, that's just reality. I mean, I think if you're I think my personal opinion, if you live near a disaster area, which most people do, most people live in some sort you're in you're in hurricane uh, season, you're in tornado alley, you're in near you're living on a fault line. I think you ought to research and learn what's the dangers around me. And I especially if you have kids, you need to say, here's what we need. Here's what we need to be prepared for. You know, we need to we need to tie everything down, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you should know, and, and, but if you intellectually make the other choice, I don't, I'm fine with that. It's your life, you know. And for me, these kind of pictures remind me that it's, it's, an, it's almost inevitable. Something's coming. Yeah. Know? Something's coming. So right now, it's a Tuesday. It's sunny. It's nice. I was in a cranky mood when I woke up, you know. I didn't want to wake up, and I don't want to drive to Pennsylvania right now. And then I walk in, I go, something's heading my way. You know, I don't know what it is, but something's coming, you know. Let's get in the car and put on a good book and drive to Pennsylvania. And I'm a little happier knowing this is a reminder. It's a constant flaming reminder of an ignored truth. Thank you guys for being on the episode today. This is, this is, cause, and let me, it, let me, this is just a little uh, footnote. Uh, I started this saying it was a delicate subject because I'm 100% aware people died in the flood. People died in the earthquakes. And they people might have relatives. You might you might have went through them yourself, and it was the worst thing you've ever been through. I'm not mocking that. I'm saying that, you know. You know. I don't think you are. I think 
my my question is like how do we get prepared how do we build the floodplain uh, for what for the things that are before coming? the flood yeah for, for, before the things that are coming right in like, our culture like, like i don't know reading, if we you're can. reading you're reading collapse you know and you're i'm like isn't that depressing you're like it is but then it sort of shows you what we can do afterwards so shouldn't we be doing some of that stuff like that people like the experts like jared diamond or whoever are or are are saying that we should do the the climate experts whatever and I and don't. pay attention to that and building the floodplain to help kind of stop that from that's happening. a great it's a great question it, the, the, let's it's a, what tom is saying it, and then i'm going to point to lowell what tom is saying is this correct me if i'm wrong you know how do you build a floodplain before the flood hits? How do you anticipate you, you, you use your intelligence and your curiosity to anticipate what's going to happen and you prepare to stop it now? Right. Right? Yes. We're not doing that. We That's live, what I mean. Because yeah. we live in a, a laissez faire capitalist economy where success is measured quarterly. There is no long term. There were at one time That's a good point. you had a family business. You built the business. It was important to put money back in the business. You planned to protect that business long-term. CEOs stay in these jobs for two years, become rich, grab your golden parachute, bail out. It's about quarterly returns and dividends. So they don't care about the long-term health and safety of their buildings, their workers. Their t- it doesn't matter to them. They're looking for immediate profit. This immediate profit, having capitalism without – Heavy regulation is never going to lead to preparedness. <laughs> okay. Lowell's, you and I together aren't as smart as Lowell. You know that? I know that. I know that. What he just said is it's hundred percent that's the reason. He's right. I know I didn't think about that. That's our absolutely ma- right. Why in the world would you Yeah, if you're looking at quarterly profits, why would you care what's gonna happen eleven years from right. now? If it's Huff Worldwide amalgamated in Sons, you worry about it. You worry about you know your mm-hmm. progeny. Two hundred years now. I want my son part of the business Huff to Worldwide be here. Worldwide amalgamated, absolutely. Yeah, but when it's you know Huff Co. <laughs> right. You know, and it, it's part. It's a division of division of like yeah Acme the, Incorporated. The, yeah, we're the T-shirt division. Yes. Yeah. The, <laughs> owned by Matt Holt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Then it's a totally different thing. Yeah, there's not a, a personal investment there, and you really don't. You only have a stake in getting as, as much out of it as you can. It's it's really analogous to what brought us the Dust Bowl. We need to get as much crops as we can now to make money. We, yeah. Not that we have to be nurturers of the earth and continue to get crops out of the field. We're just going to plant crops until it's just dust. Until we've taken all the nutrients out of the soil. And that's what we're doing on an industrial basis now. That's a sad ending. Right. So what do we do to stop? Screw the floodplain. What do we do to stop these people? Okay. Well, there's answers around the world. We're watching things that do work. But social democracies work. Mm -hmm. Social And if you look at the development of all cultures, it's a leapfrogging sort of thing. We just pointed out that this is one of the oldest nation states. Chances are pretty good we didn't get it all right. Mm-hmm. Other countries have come along since us. They've made improvements. We've stayed the same. 
we should learn from their improvements and implement them. Will we before a disaster? Probably not. We'll probably have the that's flood. Where, that's where I was thinking. Yeah, we'll probably yeah. have to have the flood. Yes. Then ha- we'll build the floodplain. You have to have okay. the flood. You have to go through it. That's human. I think that that's unfortunately. Humans don't really plan. They, you know, they. you have to have the flood, and then you go, maybe we should prepare for the next one. Because, And the reason is because Huff and Sons is now gone, right? Right. But the Huff Incorporated T-shirt, a couple of people survived from that. The CEO, they always survived well, for some absolutely. odd reason. I don't know why. Those contracts it's their ideas. Are yeah. So and so the CEO of the company, you know, now they they're looking at it and they lost some relatives. So now they're emotionally connected, you know, in our little analogy. So then they're going to they're going to actually, you know, chip in some money to build a floodplain. Right. Because the only reason they decided to do it is because they're emotionally connected, you know, because they lost a person. They have to you have to feel human, you know. So my guess is going to be that we're going to have to go through a major, major catastrophe. And then ExxonMobil will care about fixing it. Well, and you're discussing New Orleans earlier is, is very cogent and, and to point. Because they did fix the levees in some parts of New Orleans. Yes. And some, some and odd, oh, so odd, what Strangely. parts were fixed. Yes. Oh, yeah. Did, yeah. So they did, the, did they do the minimum? Or did they go? Uh, they, they, no, they, they were For below. the wealthy people, they, the, not, not as much damage in the wealthy neighborhoods. But where the poor working class folks or people of color live, those levees pretty much non-existent. Or For useful. some reason, they were way, yeah, they were way damaged. substandard. Were, yeah, substandard, that's a good, yeah. And, and scientists were saying for a, for a long time. Right. You got to get these up to code. This isn't up to code. No, we don't have money for that. No, we're, There's no money for that. Right. Let's have a military parade. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's have a military parade. And then the same thing happens on a grander scale when it's Houston versus Puerto Rico or it's yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah. We're about to find out. I mean, the fact that they raided FEMA for funds to pay for detention camps for immigrants doesn't bode well for what's happening right now. For, so. Yeah, for, for FEMA when it hits. Right. But maybe this is the way humans learn. Yeah, okay. You're like I said, like disaster day. to... Disaster, like this is a war zone, and they were this like this guy standing here just being like, ugh, yeah, or whatever. He's just, he's just looking at the camera, like, like now what? What do I do now? Right, and then what is the whatever Dayton now? Right, they rebuilt it. Right, they rebuilt. Yeah, and then as soon, and then uh, like we said, eventually they'll they'll completely forget, and they'll you know they're going to put high rises on that floodplain. <laughs> you know they will. Dude, you- <laughs> I can't uh, wait till 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 you see that happening as you're driving through and you take some pictures. And yeah, I'll take some pictures. I go look at this. See, look at this. Don't you hope the address is 1913 Flood Avenue? Oh, wouldn't that be great? That'd be fantastic. Uh, That's their marketing tool. Yeah. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for being here, and uh, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities is an on-tour production. Matt Holt, producer. Matt Holt also wrote that sentence if you want to support us please rate and review us on itunes anything you do is greatly appreciated you can visit our facebook page also at Stuart huff's obsessive curiosities we'll post items of interest there and you can chit chat with other obsessives i even stop by from time to time to see if i can buy anything from anybody 
I've been Stuart Huff. If you've liked my obsession as much as I do, thank you very much for listening to me.